Hi, friends and colleagues. It is Nikki, and today is Freebie Friday at Full Voice Music. Now, every month we release a new activity, a new download for voice teachers working with young singers. And this podcast, podcast number 57, is about a mini vocalese that helps our singers explore onset. Welcome to the Full Voice Podcast, teaching strategies and resources for voice teachers working with young singers. Now here's your host, Nikki Loney. Hey there, voice teacher. Thank you so much for joining me on another Full Voice Podcast. Uh, Today, if you are listening to this podcast at time of release, it is Freebie Friday. It's the end of October and uh, I hope, I hope everything is just, is just going wonderfully in your teaching studio. Um, I find the month of September uh, a little stressful trying to get everybody into routines, but things start to settle down in October. Now, of course, I know many of you are getting ready for Christmas recitals, holiday recitals. I hope that's going well in your teaching studio. Um, I hope some of you are still uh, enjoying the Halloween theme and Uh, If you haven't checked out our free resources page, and if you haven't checked out Songbird Warm-Up Game Halloween Edition, oh, please do so. I've had so much fun this month with my students. My students have have just had a great time, and I've had a great time. And uh, it really brings a lot of joy and learning into the teaching studio. Um, But uh, I also want to shout out... Before I get started today, um, this past month especially, uh, so many fantastic teachers on social media channels, Instagram in particular, have been sharing the fun that they are having with their singers. Oh my goodness, thank you so much. Um, whether it was uh, tongue twisters that they were having fun with or singing exercises, a lot of teachers were showing um, how they were using the Tonic Sofa flashcards, uh, which are also available free on our website. Um, and just some of the games and activities Activities that you are doing with your kids. I just love it. It makes my heart so happy. So please continue to share. And if you remember, if you can, please tag me at the full voice and you will uh, you will be able to I will be able to see what you're doing and share what you're doing. So and just a friendly reminder, we do need to have um, uh, student and parent permission if we are recording our students and sharing that online. So just make sure that you have um, the um, social media release forms that you need and uh, I don't videotape anyone in my teaching studio um, without the written consent, but also verbal consent. So parents are often in the room. There's a little seating area. In I have this little cozy corner where parents can hang out. And I always ask, always ask, would you mind? Is it okay? Can I share this with me with my colleagues? So just a friendly business and safety reminder, make sure you have permission. But thank you so much for sharing all your stuff and letting us see what you're doing with your kiddo. It's so inspiring. Now, I uh, I want to shout out 
to my dear friend and colleague, Mim Adams. Now, Mim uh, is my co-creator and uh, of the Full Voice Workbooks, and the workbooks would not exist if it was not for that talented, talented lady. Um, she and I met at the beginning of our teaching careers, actually, we were both teaching at Long and McQuaid, and we were both struggling with our young singers, and we were both complaining that there really wasn't any any resources, because we were both teaching um, piano as well at the time, beginner piano, and uh, we had plenty of resources for those students, and we were struggling. So that's that's how the Full Voice Workbooks got started. We started creating these one-page um, activity sheets, and Mim is super savvy and um, uses uh, computer and uh, layout programs, and she would design a page, and I would de- design a page. We would test them with our students, and we would go back to the drawing board and we would we would just keep um, kind of coming up with ideas and sharing ideas and then getting immediate feedback from our students and the moms and dads. That was the beginning of the full voice resources. And uh, it only took us, I don't know, seven years to get them all organized into books. And it's been 17 years since that those early days, probably more. I don't do math in public, but um, yeah, we that's how we got our start. And uh, Mim is just such a, a wonderful woman, inspired music educator. She teaches students of all ages. She specializes in jazz. She teaches at York University. She works with a, a, a big band vocal ensemble, and um, and she helps me at the full voice. And I don't think I give her enough shout outs and credit. I really would be lost without her. So Mim and I were having a conversation this past summer. You know, those conversations that you have with your colleagues where you just basically geek out about all things singing. And nobody in the world would be interested in anything you're saying except another voice teacher. Well, we had one of those conversations. And it was um, about two things. One, it was about creating uh, vocal studies uh, for kids, about, you know, presenting musical challenges or vocal challenges in a way that a young student could explore and have fun. We were also having a conversation about onset, vocal onset and our young singers. Now, the the I first I want to talk about vocalises. So I absolutely love vocalises. I think that they are far more enjoyable for the singing student than um, technical exercises. Now, don't get me wrong. Technical exercises are very, very important. Um, but I also like to incorporate vocalises as much as, oft- as much as often, as much as you can in the voice lesson. And I actually started... Um, using some of the conservatory vocalises, the level five, uh, Royal Conservatory, um, with some of my younger students, uh, just to see how, if they would appreciate them or not. And they did. Actually, some of my students really enjoyed them. So even though they weren't preparing for an exam where they had to sing the vocalese, we started to put some of the more, um, the, the simpler vocalises into uh, their practice. And because it's more like a song, there's a piano accompaniment, um, they were much more successful with practicing. 
Now, that was the other part of our conversation that Mim and I had. I, I, when it comes to technical exercises, I actually don't assign those for home practice with my younger students, my beginner students, for a couple of reasons. One, my beginner students, my really young students, do not understand what the focus is, what they should be focusing on. Um, if their parents are unable to support them or play the piano for them or, or just really set them up properly, um, technical exercises don't really fly with younger students. With my adults, of course, with my older teens that have had a few years of lessons, absolutely practice your technical exercises. But for my kiddos, my first step is I want them to sing at home. I just want them to be comfortable singing at home. That means getting a a practice area, getting the proper equipment. Um, That can take a while for those kind of routines to kind of get set up in the home. So, so I really, um, I really just want to make sure that I'm I'm helping parents, just finding comfort and fun, fun being a key word there, in singing at home. That's my first step. So technical exercises are not going to do that. They can be a little awkward and confusing. So. Uh, That's why I like using songs. Um, Of course, I want my singers to sing their songs, their repertoire, and I want them to have fun doing that. Um, But that's one of the reasons why Mim and I were talking about creating more song-like exercises that we're still, we are still applying to a technical exercise. concept or a vocal concept. So I I love vocalises. My dear friend Anne Barnshaw uh, says they are the yoga and Pilates of voice. I'm like, yes, they are. Um, but uh, the, the other thing that um, Mim and I were talking about is onset for our younger singers uh, or for beginner singers. So onset, how sound is started, whether it's a singing sound or speaking sound, um, is obviously a a really big focus in most of our teaching studios. That their onset, a, a student's onset can really tell us a lot about how they're relating to their voices and to their bodies. Um, we also know that onset is used expressively. So if it's a glottal onset, which is sometimes referred to as a hard onset or strong, I don't necessarily agree with those. You can have a glottal onset that isn't, um, aggressive, um, which is still useful in in your songs, in your repertoire. Um, the aspirated onset, which is where there's breath before the vocal folds close, um, that is uh, something that sometimes I tend to hear from my really shy singers. They are used to kind of speaking in whisper sounds, and so sometimes I, f- I find that they really just they're really hesitant to kind of sing out. So I get a lot of um, aspirated onset. And then, of course, there's the ultimate goal. We want our singers to have that 
balanced or sometimes it's referred to as smooth onset, clean onset. Um, that coordination of breath and vocal fold closure is so interesting. It's so challenging for some of our, our singers. And again, with our young students, we are helping them with coordination. So do not get frustrated or worried if it takes them a little while to find balanced onset. Um, now, my one challenge, and this is a little bit of what Mim and I were giggling about, is the default setting that many of my teenagers have with that hard, either a hard glottal attack or always starting the phrase with the creak or the vocal fry sound. Uh, again, in contemporary music, it is a stylistic choice. But the problem lies when our teens who do love that sound, they love the sensation, they love the sound, they are imitating their favorite singers. And this isn't necessarily a bad thing. And I would just like to say that we don't need to lay into them about what we think of their favorite singers. In fact, I, I always advocate for really supporting and, and being kind when it comes to uh, learning about our singers' favorite singers because the music that inspires someone is so personal and we don't need to um, take any of that away from them. In fact, we should help them celebrate what they love about those singers. Anyhow, so my teens um, of all ages and some of my uh, older singers have a tendency to always start a phrase with the same onset. So my challenge is making them aware that that's what, first of all, that's what they're doing. Many of them are not aware that they are doing that each and every, every line. So that's an interesting conversation. And then the exercise is to sing, say, a verse and to change the onset so that it's not always the same attack, the same approach. And that is also a very interesting exercise. But um, uh, anyhow, I, you know, and it, one of the things that I did want to mention, like, I'm really noticing more and more of my younger singers are really favoring that creak, uh, the, the fry, that vocal fry pushing into that. They're hearing a lot of it in their contemporary music that they listen to. And so they, are, of course, are imitating it. So it's always an interesting conversation in the teaching studio. And Mim and I were talking about how it's a default. They are not aware that they're doing it, and they do it all the time. And what's interesting is that uh, I've had some... Uh, older adults in my teaching studio, some avocational singers who are just lovely. They've been singing their entire lives and they've just come back to, they've just actually started lessons for the first time or they've come back to lessons after decades of being away from them. And when we have the conversation or we do some exercises for onset, and they're always quite, they, they will remark, well, I had no idea. I was never thinking about how that note started. So a great conversation for students and of any age in your teaching studio. And I know respectfully that we all have different exercises and different approaches. So uh, you continue to be your awesome self um, and have those fantastic moments in your teaching studio. Um, now, what MIM has done, so getting back to our freebie, 
And Mim has created a wonderful um, little mini vocalese that we're, we're calling it singing owls. I was going to call it onset owls, but that didn't sound very, <laughs> that didn't sound like any fun whatsoever. Uh, so it's called singing owls. There's three owls on the page and they have a different name. So one is ooh, one is who, and one is you. So through this vocalese, the singer has to alternate between those three names. And that is, there's also some staccato, um, there's staccato and legato passages. So they have to, they have to sing them using different articulations, which of course is going to add to the challenge. And it's in a minor key. There are some chromatic challenges. For those of you who have already been using the Songbird Warm-Up Halloween Edition, your students have been warming up singing minor triads and chromatics. So this fits really well with the warm-ups that you've been doing so far. So um, kudos out to Mim for kind of tying those two things together. Um, the other thing with the... Um, with the vocalese, which I love. And I've been using this since with my students since um, uh, Mim created it a few months ago. So um, the music is written out. Oh, and by the way, the piano part is super simple. Even I can play it. So uh, thank you, Mim, for uh, being kind to those of us who are functional piano players. Um, so the other things that we've noticed with working with the kids with this vocalese is, again, we're encouraging students to follow the score. So the first, if they're not following the score, what happens is they will, they will miss when it changes from an ooh to a you or a you to a who. They will not they, they won't be ready for them. So it, that's a great invitation to remind them to keep their eyes on the score and to look ahead. There's also very simple call and answer where the piano plays the two notes and then the singer has to sing the two notes. Of course, with any score, there's some dynamic markings and um, it, it, it's very short, very sweet one page, um, lots of fun and uh, the kids really like it. You can do it um, at whatever tempo you would like uh, and just really just dig into it and have some fun. Um, the other thing that I want to take a page from my dear friend and colleague, Donna Rodenizer. Donna is, for those of you who do not know, is an amazing children's composer. She's a music educator and composer from Nova Scotia. She was a guest on the Full Voice podcast with her partner, Andy Dunker. When they were touring in Ontario back in the spring, I had them in, and Donna is absolutely inspiring. Such a lovely lady. But um, one of the things that she, she does, and she recommends that we all do, when we are teaching a student a new piece of music, is to talk about the story first. So give them some interesting details that are going to pique their interest. Um, and that gets them, you know, really uh, focused and engaged when they're learning a song. Um, and she also recommends, you know, reading the lyrics, talking about the story. Well, what do we do when we have a study that doesn't have words? Now, expressive singing 
is challenging with words. And I know many of you, I struggle in my teaching studio to get my students to sing expressively and to tell the story and to, you know, to really be musical in their, in their performances and expressive in their performances. But when we take away the words, oh my goodness, we really have to give them some strategies and some tools for them to to be inspired by, to draw on. So with uh, kind of following with Donna's um, comment about telling the story first, there is no story here. So the kids kind of have to make up their own story. So some of the things that I've done is I've asked them uh, to identify. So there's three cute little owls on this page and I've asked the kids well which one which one is which which one says who and which one says you and which one says ooh so we have a conversation about that and then I will play the piano part um, and I will say hmm what do you think these owls are up to or what do you think their conversation is about or what do you think they are they talking to each other like what's going on so those kind of questions uh, can really inspire your young students. And I have to tell you, man, kids, we do not give them enough credit. They come up with some very, very interesting stories. And and again, if you get them laughing, if you get them giggling, if you get them thinking, then that expression will kind of come naturally. So asking the kids what the owls are doing or where do you think the owls are? Are they talking to each other? Those kind of questions will help them to sing a little more expressively and be a little more interested in what's going on on the page. Um, so when you are when you are approaching a new piece of music, a new exercise, a new song, we have to we have to have these conversations with our students. And um, yeah, so that's that's kind of the fun stuff that you can do with this vocalese. So if you have not been to our website, please go to thefullvoice.com backslash free resources. This new vocalese and all of our previous Freebie Fridays are there for you to download and enjoy. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to give me your name or your email. They are there for you to download. And if you are using them and having fun, please let us know. Let us know what your kids like. Let us know how much fun you had. We always love to get that feedback and it helps us to create our new resources. So a very heartfelt thank you and shout out to all the teachers working so hard in the trenches and providing a wonderful safe space for your students to discover and explore their voices. You are doing good work. I don't think we get told this enough, but we are doing good work. It's important. These are life skills and we can help our students in so many different ways. So thank you for listening to The Full Voice. I hope you get a chance to download Singing Owls, our mini vocalese for your little singer. Let us know how it goes. Tag us in your posts. Send us a message. And 
If you can, these help us more than you can possibly know. Please leave a review on iTunes or drop us a line at our website. For more free resources, thefullvoice.com backsplash backsplash. It's not a backsplash. Do you know why I said backsplash? Because I'm thinking about replacing the backsplash in my live in my uh, kitchen. Uh, the full voice dot com backslash free resources. As always, I am wishing you inspired teaching, smiles and laughter and fun in your teaching studio and happy singing. Thank you for listening to the Full Voice Podcast. For more information and teacher resources, please visit our website at thefullvoice.com. Canoe Music. Canoe Music.ca.